num. Had to click the so recording num- button. <laughs> so number seven, <laughs> professional. Yes. Um, what do you got? What do you got for number me? seven? Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh God, I forgot you watched this, mate. Honestly, How I was it pleasantly this? surprised by this. It is all right. It is honestly Shut up. all right. Shut up. I mean it. I mean it. I was expecting. I was expecting. You've got a little crumb, by the way. A little crummy crumb. It's where I keep them. It's okay. Fine. <laughs> I know that. Um, <laughs> oh, there's yeah. a crumb. Oh, <laughs> well, oh. <laughs> oh God. Oh. oh, well, it is a horror podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was genuinely pleasantly surprised by this. I'm really is... not happy with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but. But I think because I I know I know your feelings on this, yeah. Like, um, IPs going into the public domain and there's going to be a scramble. We we're seeing it already with Steamboat Willie. Um, already, and I think you're right. I think there's going to be a lot of trash coming out out on the back of this. But I think this might be the exception to the rule. Like I'm not saying it's great. Carry on. I'm not. Can, can, you know what I mean? your, I'm not, yours. <laughs> I'm not saying it is like fantastic, but I would say give it a watch because I think you will be pleasantly surprised. The premise is obviously ridiculous. Yeah. So the premise of the film is it starts with um, it starts with a little animation. Actually, it's a little little like hand sketched cartoon. Yep. Um. Almost like a, um, oh, I'm trying to think now. Like a like a that that Nizloppy music video, like a little pencil drawing. Yeah. And it tells us, and it basically tells us the story of you know Christopher Robin, as a little boy in the woods, meets these sort of half animal human hybrids, and becomes friends with them, and you know they have lots of fun and lots of adventures and and off and then up until he goes off to college. Then, when he goes off to college, um, they essentially mourn the loss of... And he's, he's looking after them and feeding them as well. And then nobody know, else knows about it, and times are hard, and essentially they start to starve. And it gets to the point where they kill and eat Eeyore. And they're so traumatized by the fact that they've had to kill and eat one of their friends that they swear to basically just hate humanity forever and snap. And then it Fast uh, fast forward to um, adult Christopher Robin mm-hmm. and his mm-hmm. new wife to be, and he's taking her on a hike into the Hundred Acre Wood to, you know, reintroduce, find his friends again, and introduce her to these friends. Yep. And they get savagely murdered by Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. And then we get a group of uh, it's like a group of sexy teens, but it's, it's a, an all female group, and they go off and they're going to have a, a week of hot tub uh party in in this house in the woods and then they're subject uh you know one by one picked off by um winnie the pooh and piglet the premise is absolutely ridiculous i know that i'm yes. aware of that but it's well shot it there's some there's some good gory kills in there uh-huh. not the most inventive of slack but you know take out the fact that it's winnie the pooh and just make it a, a couple of nutters in a bear and pig mask in the yes. woods, and you've got you've got a you've got a pretty solid slasher, and you've got genuinely. your next. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you've got yeah you've got a gen you've got a, a genuinely yeah it's pretty pretty solid slasher. Um, it's it, it is where really I I did struggle with this. I was like oh I'm gonna it's gonna go in like low down the list and then I was like oh, actually if I'm thinking about it I it, it's because it, it's something new and you know different. I was like well I've can't I think I've got to put it above. Scream and Saw. I was about to say, this is better really... than Scream and Saw. I mean, you know. Wow. It, because, of, because of, I mean, some of the acting is a bit ropey. Um, a bit. Yeah. No, I mean, not 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 terrible, terrible, but like, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of the old slasher films, like, you know, the classics, Friday the 13th and stuff. Yeah, this yeah. is as good as, you know friday six or seven or you know what i mean it's oh like, yeah the it, acting was not incredible in those old films if you, if you like yeah. if you like those old slashes there's no reason why you won't enjoy I get that. this i get that as i say it's, it's a lot but it's shot i was i was surprised really that the production was a lot higher than i was anticipating it looks pretty good as i say some of the acting is a bit wobbly yeah but it, it shot well it it the story's interesting enough it it works. It it really works. I was pl- genuinely pleasantly surprised. Okay. And okay. I'm not. It's 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 number seven. It's not like I'm not sitting here saying <laughs> it's my best film of 2023. But I was. It's it was fun. I would definitely watch it again. I would not like write it off as I was prepared to. Um, Seven's cool. Okay. I can. I can. F- if it was five or higher, I would be. <laughs> I, you, I'd be writing you a letter. I'd be writing <laughs> I'd be off, you a I'd formal letter. <laughs> You'd be looking for another host. Yeah. Um, well, they change yeah, the year, I mean, they? So. it's it's not it's not great, but it's it's really not bad. I think is the is which. All right, it doesn't. doesn't Can you recommend it? it? I would recommend it hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. I think you, Tom. I'm saying to you now. I think you should. Okay. Put your reservations okay, on okay. hold and give it a chance because it's it was a lot more. It was definitely entertaining. It was fun, and as far as as far as the genre goes, as, as a slasher film, it's it's decent. It okay. works. Okay, it's good. Yeah, oh. I had a lot of a lot of. I watched it last night. Had a lot of fun with it. Um. So yeah, uh, it's it's silly. But but not as but I'd say arguably not as silly as um, some other things. I mean, you know, Thanksgiving is going to be talked about later on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there was a part of me I was like, maybe, maybe. I mean, but Thanksgiving it's... is real. This is animals, right? With it is, but like I say, it's that doesn't really factor beyond the fact that that's you're told that that's what it is they're like weird human animal hybrids yeah it, it could just be there's nothing like obvious that says that really it could just be a big guy in a in a yeah, weird yeah. bear mask you know what i mean and a big do, guy they, do a, they have a human hat well they wear yeah. gloves yeah yeah i mean they've got like claws and stuff but yeah, yeah it's they're weirdly humanoid creatures it's like a bit like gang beasts do you ever play gang beasts yeah, that's basically the, the originator the, like, of like Fall Guys, right? Yeah, they're sort like of the same the, sort of thing. Physics kind yeah, of they got that yeah. sort of weird shape to them and stuff. So, um, yeah, no, I was genuinely 
pleasantly surprised by Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. It was it was a fun watch. The kills were good. I mean, there's nothing like super inventive as far as slasher kills go, but we get somebody that's like um like pinned to a tree with a thing and um it, a lot of it feels very much like it could be a, a Friday movie. You know, I get that. running I get around that. in the woods and, and getting chopped up. It just happens that it's Winnie the Pooh doing the chopping up. It's 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 and Piglet, right? Um, and Piglet, yeah. yeah. So there's the two of them together. Now we're told that the Eeyore is killed and eaten, but also there's supposed to be Owl and Roo and the other ones, but they're not mentioned. It's just I guess assumed that they like it's Winnie and Piglet were like the last two standing strong enough to kill and eat the rest of them before. Um, and we're getting the sequel, I believe. I believe so, and I'll definitely be watching. I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> does does it warrant a sequel, like the story-wise? Does it? Can you see a sequel coming, or does it feel tacked on? I mean, I mean, you know, spoiler: Winnie is not taken down. It oh is my more god! Of a case of they escape <laughs> from the killer as opposed to put him down for good. Okay. Um, okay. I'm not going to say who the they are, but uh, yeah. It's, it was good. I enjoyed it a lot, <laughs> and I was definitely, I was definitely, I was with you, hundred percent. I was thought oh, that's why I, it was the last movie I watched. It was why I left it till last because I thought I'm gonna hate it. It's gonna be a chore. You watched it last night. Um, I watched it last yeah. night. <laughs> well, it's, that's probably what. It's so fresh in your brain. That's probably why it's that position. Oh no, no. I mean, I genuinely did enjoy it. <laughs> I think it, and I like I say, it wasn't. It wasn't the low budget tat I was expecting. Yeah, I was I was expecting it to look really dicey and ropey, but it it doesn't. It's got a bit of it's got a bit of weight behind it in terms of they must have had a little bit of a budget, um, and or they've used the budget well. I think the budget was very minimal. I mean, it's even even more kudos to it then, really, because yeah, it looks as good, if not better, than some other like modern higher budget slasher films yep 100% 100% yeah okay full well, review will be coming soon we it will okay <laughs> you got that on your own channel yeah that's fine <laughs> <laughs> go sign up to Aiden's uh, new podcast um, yeah. he'll, he'll be the reviewing the poo horror we'll, pod we'll do it we'll do it it's fine <laughs> I feel like it'll be fun we'll do it um, alright that's your number 7 mm-hmm. for me it is number 7 is talk to me Oh, okay. Uh, did you catch Talk To Me? I didn't, but okay. we I think we talked about it, didn't we? And uh, Yeah, well, I mean, take it away. I know what you're... Talk To Me is a very basic premise. Um, basically, a group of friends, uh, teens, late teens, find a way that they can conjure spirits slash talk to spirits, and they end up but the, the way they do it which i'll get onto in a minute they end up becoming sort of addicted to it and end up finding more of a thrill doing it rather than being scared which they start off being oh, I, can, I can see a spirit how is this what how the hell is this working and they end up it ends up being a sort of party trick that they all you know, they hang out get some drinks and just start talking to spirits and ah, it's fun it's fun this is the one with a hand thing isn't it there we are the hand the hand is the MacGuffin of this there there's just a hand the hand is the thing that makes you you grab it i can't remember the there's like a count to say 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 hand three times or whatever i can't remember exactly what it was that mm-hmm. unleashes the spirits in front of you um 
but one of them goes too far and ends up being trapped in the spirit world of evil spirits and uh it's the other kid's job to try and get him out now i don't know why it feels like a mandela effect but i feel like this has been done before we have to get someone out of the spirit world someone's trapped in the evil spirit well, world we have to get it out poltergeist yeah is the first yes, one that's yeah yeah there, there we go that's, that's the entire premise of poltergeist but I, I just feel like it's really been done before mm. many times um and i think that's why it didn't really click with me as much now there's another film later on in my list that has a similar vibe to that where this story's been done before but there's an extra bit of spice oh, spice that's uh an inkling to what it is but oh, okay I spice to it that bumped it up the list because this part hadn't been done before this story had but this mm. extra layer to the story hadn't really been done before i hadn't seen this before so okay i thought fresh that can go on the list this though yeah it didn't really do much for me and the mcguffin of the hand just felt like shoehorned in uh right. here's a way here's a way we can talk to spirits it's this mm. creepy hand and the way they they describe where the hand came from felt very loose just i think it was uh i think i wrote it down uh where this the, the, the origins of this hand uh comes from so is it a real hand like a mummified yeah hand right the hand is uh one of the explanation according to the stories in the, the film it's a cursed object the hand belonged to a satanist or medium right you know it, it feels a bit lazy it feels yeah. a bit someone that had spiritual powers died and this the powers yeah. are still in the hand and you can communicate yeah. with the dead um so yeah it, it this got a lot of praise this film this got it a did. lot yeah. of praise and it's not a bad film um it, i can see it, how it could be scary to some again it takes a lot for me to be scared or in at the edge of my Desensitized seat, to yeah. But that's something I was going to say is, um, as you know, a long time horror fan, yeah. you've probably, you know, we've probably seen a lot of these stories done yep. again and again and again. So for a new audience, like a younger audience coming in and watching films, it's going to be like, wow, this is great. It's oh, yeah. Because they won't have seen it done before. So I, 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 I always feel like, yeah, you you watch things and you think, why is everybody raving about this? Because it's just doing the same thing as X, Y, Z. But Tracing the same steps. You've, you've got to try and think, well, hang on a minute, they might. It's it's a new film for a new audience, so That's they it. won't necessarily have seen it. That's um, it. It's good for a younger audience, I think, this film. Mm -hmm. I think this is great for a younger audience to try and get into horror um, or are into horror but want to check out the new films i think they'd really enjoy this mm -hmm. just didn't hit it for me um i really enjoyed the performances the the lead girl's great it's an australian film didn't ex mm -hmm. didn't know that arwin's in it <laughs> arwin. oh wait arwin uh is it oh, um lord lord of the rings obviously um yeah. Liv tyler no is it arwin or Erwin? Erwin, sorry Erwin. Er oh, Erwin. Uh, miranda she, otto yes she's in it she's in it um that was just one of my notes like yeah. okay Erwin. <laughs> I do that um, all the time. There's a really I'll tell you what. One of my favourite scenes actually is the the intro. It's there's a house party, and uh, uh, as uh, the camera's following through this uh, character called Cole, um, who we come back to later on in the film. He's like that sort of character that our lead characters go back to to find out the exposition of the hand, what's happening. You know, he's he's the one they try and search out. What's happening? Tell us, and he he tells us. 
this happened. This is what you need to do to stop the hand. So his in, the intro of the film is his sort of story where there's a house party. You're following him through. He's trying to find his brother who's been dealing with this hand, talking to spirits, and it's fucked him up. He finds him in this house party, tries to get him out. The camera pans to Cole in the kitchen, I think talking to someone else at the house party, and then his brother just appears off camera and just starts stabbing him just instantly. Right. It's it's brutal. It's a real like he's he's not all there. He's been messing around with the spirit world. He's it's not himself. But it, it's a nice in, intro, a nice impactful intro. Um, other than that, not much really hooked me. There's not much to it that really hooked me in the film. Um, I would recommend it though. I think mm. it's a perfectly good horror film. Okay, just didn't do much for me. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't really say too much else about it. It's it's very simple. It's very yeah. simple. It's not it's not it's, it's no infinity pool. It's very straightforward. Didn't really like the design of the hand. We've seen what the hand looks like, the the, the, the hand that they use to communicate with the spirit world. I think I'm gonna look it up again because I can't mm. quite bring it to my hand, but I think um I think I have seen it. Uh oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It, it looks a little bit like cast that's been scribbled all over, like a bro, like a yeah. Oh, it's it's a bit GCSE art project in it. It is. It, it, it that's the thing. Um, I mean, in the film, it's lit differently. It's a yeah, little bit more shading. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at some like you can buy them. You can buy the yeah. replica. Yeah, which is what I'm looking at, and and lit on a white background. Like this is the, the you know <laughs> this is work. the thing. It doesn't look good that's <laughs> all it's not where it's uh, like you say with the lighting in the movie and stuff it looks a little bit better but um it's yeah i think what put me off was when when that you're first introduced to the hand with your main characters there's the they're scared of it they're like what the fuck is going on um you know our lead character she she tries it for the first time says Candyman three times and connects to the spirit world and there's a spirit right in front of her and she's like yeah what the fuck but when they get into the thrill of it and how it's just a part of their fun party in life it kind of takes you out of the horror I find because I mean I suppose as it would like this this hand is meant to be some sort of spiritual pathway into talking to the evil dead spirits and now uh you're just Hey, who's got the hand? Yeah, while while so and so runs out for some more beer, let's yeah, let's yeah. have a go with the hand, like like they're playing cards against humanity or exactly um, beer pong or yeah, it does. Like I say, if 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 the characters aren't treating it as being a horrific thing, then why should the audience? You know, maybe it could be something like you chuck it away and it comes back like thing from the mm -hmm. Adams family. It's always it's always <laughs> there. Um or it, it is sentient, yeah, like thing from the Adams family. Yeah. Just yeah, that I mean, kind it of doesn't, took me out of it. Talking about the comparison between the, the the replica that you can buy and yeah the how it looks in the film. I mean, even even looking at screenshots from the film, it doesn't look that much like it's supposed to be an embalmed hand, but yeah, it looks yeah. like it's papier-mâché or clay or... Big time. It, yeah. It doesn't look like a genuine, real human severed hand. So, um, mm. Also, apparently there is a sequel to this coming, which I'm 
genuinely not sure how. Um, right. Well, I'm sure they'll find a way because it's Blumhouse and uh, man, Blumhouse and horror. They will do anything. They will. They will throw out anything. I mean, with Night Swim just came out or is coming out about a killer pool. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that might be one for the tombola. <laughs> like... Oh my! Sorry, my bad. I thought I thought uh, talk to me was um, Blumhouse. It's a twenty-four. My mistake. Um, is it Bombhouse and A24? Uh, hold up. Hold up. It is distribute. No, it's it is A24. Okay, I, yeah. I thought it was Blumhouse. My mistake. But even so, uh, became a America. It became a twenty four's highest grossing horror film and second gross, second highest grossing horror film overall. Wait, what? That doesn't make sense. Becoming America's American distributor, a twenty four's highest grossing horror film and second highest grossing horror film overall. How does it become the first and second highest grossing horror film? No, does it mean? S- it's their highest, but it's the second highest grossing in the wider sphere of film releases. I mean, does that mean in 2023? Possibly. This this article I'm looking at isn't elaborating. So it's, the, it's yeah. their highest grossing film ever, but in out of all the releases of 2023, it was, or whatever. Yeah. Category, cut-off point is, it's the second highest grossing. I mean, it's not going to be the highest grossing of all time. No, sure. a 4.5 million budget made 92 million. That is quite a high grossing mm-hmm. uh, horror film. Uh, so, yeah, uh, talk to me. I, I don't think I would watch it again, but I would no. recommend it. Okay, okay. Um, perfectly, perfectly acceptable horror film. Um, it's just something about... <sighs> this is gonna, I'm going to contradict myself here. Something about... I've talked about this before. Paranormal, demonic spirits, talking to demons doesn't really work for me unless it's no. done unless it's done really well and done right, which it eventually will be, <laughs> and it is done right. Um, oh, someone has the crazy frog ringtone in this film as well. I had to note that down. What is it? You, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it? When's it set? Modern is day. it set? It's set in the modern day, and somebody. I mean, they need to be on some sort of watch list. When when was the crazy frog, frog relevant? Two thousand one. Yeah, like maybe for about five minutes <laughs> in two thousand and one. Those adverts spend five pound on a crazy frog ringtone. Oh Christ! Yeah, um, that is that is terrifying. That is more that is more scarier than talking to demons or anything else. That somebody in twenty twenty three had a crazy frog ringtone. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that is um that's taught to me yeah um i i feel like we will do it that might be an episode in okay. the future not maybe not near future but yeah um, sure sure it's okay it's okay um the horror was there to begin with and then dwindled from the middle onwards i think I yeah think it's that one part one scene where they're having a house party and it just becomes fun for them yeah. Granted, the house party ends in <gasps> someone is now trapped in the spirit world because they've gone too far with it. But, like, you, well, you just can't. You're having fun with it now. It's it's fun. 
it's just a yeah. it's just a it's just a gag <laughs> so uh yeah talk to me number seven um number six for you number six uh thanksgiving is number six really is my number six. yeah i mean i know you're not going to agree with me on some that's of all right ones, but well, that's the point of um <laughs> but yeah thanksgiving like i said it's um it, it could it could shift it could shift and as I was saying with with Winnie the Pooh I was like there was a little bit of me going maybe I'd put it above Thanksgiving yeah um, Thanksgiving ultimately won out the highest spot because the kills were a little bit more inventive um, yes very much so I I mean I think I enjoyed them on an equal level I think I definitely enjoyed watching Thanksgiving it was fun it was good if if Winnie the Pooh is a throwback to sort of 80 slashes then this was more of a throwback to those early 2000s ones yeah which you know we've talked about before and we we love um yeah so they, this you know I, I flipped and mentally flipped a coin and, and this is where Thanksgiving landed um so as uh, as you've just seen the link there we did a previous we did the episode on this and not that long ago as well with it being nope the thanksgiving release um so yeah we've got we've got a killer running around a massachusetts town did we yeah decide? yeah what? yeah um yeah, it's not boston but it's in it's not it's not boston or, but yeah, it's not, yeah massachusetts yeah boston adjacent um and yeah he's he's sort of setting up his own uh macabre thanksgiving dinner where uh with various guests um that have it transpires have slighted him previously. I think it's it's without giving full spoilers. Um, it's fair to say, and he's mm. it's the yeah you know your classic early two thousands scream Valentine yeah that sort Herb of urban legend. I know what you vibe, did last Herb summer. Legend. Yeah, you know yeah. we get a lot of stuff in the daytime, and it is like people are being picked off one by one. There's like there's a lot a big sort of modern injection of social media playing a part of it and who done it and it's yeah a little bit of a who done it and and the big the big draw for for us well you in particular but for us for this one was that it was it was one of the grindhouse trailers yes um, yes it was in the in the robert rodriguez um not tarantino is it who was the other one or is it tarantino who did grindhouse it was rodriguez and tarantino it was rodriguez and tarantino yeah Yeah, in that in that double bill um yeah it was one of the one of the little fake trailers in between that have been um as along with machete and hobo Hobo with a shotgun and things have been expanded into a full film so yeah it was it was it was good Uh, it was good i enjoyed it there's some fun inventive kills in there there's some kind of slapsticky moments um it was a good fun good fun watch it is a good fun romp it really is a good and i think i think exceeded expectations because of Eli Roth's reputation as I'd say as of late um he sort of went away from his horror big horror budget horror movies um probably after I mean, Green Inferno was a big budget but after that he he went away from extreme horror yeah and I guess this is his step back into it but I I, I still think this is his best horror film mm-hmm this is better than Hostel I like Hostel this is better than Cabin Fever this is better than Green Inferno um, I think it's his well best well produced film. Yeah. Um the acting is actually good. I was very surprised to actually like some of the the teens, you know, your yeah. group of teens. Yeah. And um, they were a lot more well rounded and and uh yeah. Having your killer the usual counterparts. Called John Carver based on a real person. That's that kind of worked Carver. That's I mm-hmm. felt that kind of worked. Um yeah, 
that's cool. That's fair. And again, we yeah. have talked about it. Go check out our review. Uh, I think uh-huh. it's good. We've already done. We've already done the work. We've already done the work. Just go I've there. Just go have a look at it. <laughs> and also, what I've realised with these lists is that because you've gone, you're going first. You're going through these films, and then they're a bit higher on my list, which means I don't have to talk about them as much. <laughs> you've already <laughs> done the work. <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, number six for me is Scream Six. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, I am a bigger fan of the Scream series than yourself. Yeah. Same with the Saw series. Um, so Scream Six was higher for me. It was a disappointment, but I still kind of enjoyed it. And even before the news of Scream seven with everyone exiting um i wanted this to be the end because it felt like we've jumped the shark now we're done other sort of franchise where your killer is not a whodunit keep going and you can go down the b-movie schlocky routes like most of them do but this we're done you know for the most part this is a series with good films three is very dwindling but opinionated but neither here nor there um yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I I love Scream. Scream 1 is one of my favourite horror films of all time. It's incredible. Um, 2, I'm a big sucker for 3, eh, 4, 5, eh, peaks and valleys. But yeah, Scream 6, let it end there. We'll cap it off there. And I agree to everything you said. So <laughs> that's it yeah. for number 6. Um, yeah. Again, check out our review. Um, that was nearly a year ago. It came out end of January, yeah. February last year. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was number six. Um, we're into top five now. We are into top five now. Top five. What have you got for number five? I've got The Pope's Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> I about this film. better than exorcist believer first of all i just want to say um better than and I, you know scream and so yeah but it is kurt russell riding around the little i mean you know like, sorry not kurt russell russell crow it was it was good it was good fun it was very good fun it was very entertaining yeah um obviously very again very silly it's a silly performance yep um russell Crowe is clearly having an absolute whale of a time <laughs> um hamming it up as uh father gabriel is he in his nick cage um, era i think he, he, he <laughs> might be he might be trying he's just trying a few things out you know what i mean um and like I say, comparable to Exorcist Believer, it's a better possession film. It's a more entertaining possession film. It is very silly. It's not. It's not straight horror. It's more of you know like an action fantasy movie almost. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I can I can really only say that I just enjoyed it immensely while I was watching. A lot of it was to do with. Russell Crowe. Um, Riding his Vespa in his suit. I just can't can't get that image out of my head when I think about that film. Honestly, though, it was... You know, like I say, I'm not... I had fun with this movie. It it gave me... um, It gave me a chuckle. It was entertaining. Yeah, you know. And isn't... um, Finchie the voice of the demon? Um, yes, I think he might be. Actually. I believe Finchy, uh, bloody good demon, bloody good. 
Bloody good deal. Um, I believe he is. he is. He is. Ralph Innocent is the. I mean, he's firmly like stepping up as like a horror actor, isn't he? Yeah, he's in. Um, I mean, he's he's gonna crop up again on my list. Um, I mean, he's also he's the voice of Dacia as well. I mean, yeah, he's a. I mean, and a bloody good rep. Bloody good rep. A bloody, bloody good, good rep. rep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's probably. I probably even go as far as to say that Ralph Innocent is rapidly becoming not one of my favorite actors and one of my favorite horror actors. He's uh, That's I, fair. I'm, I'm genuinely enjoying a lot of a lot of what he's doing at the minute. He does um, love his folk folk films and horror films, yeah, and you make, mix is, them together. He's 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 golden. Yeah. Um, so obviously he was he was the the father character in uh, the witch the witch. Yes. Um, and he was he was brilliant in that. Um, and yeah. Our beloved Finchie from the the UK version of The Office, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I Pope's Exorcist. It's it's just a good fun popcorn romp with Russell Crowe being ridiculous, um, playing and the Vatican's like top exorcist. Basically, he's he's almost like the Vatican's James Bond sort of figure. He's a bit sassy with it. Like everybody, there's almost like a bit of a like a dirty Harry scene where it's like. Give in your badge and your gun, kind of like you're you're <laughs> off the case. And he's like, no, I'll do what I want. He goes rogue, and it's yeah, it's very serious. He's got a young protege, sort of exorcist priest with him, and uh, they they tackle this demon that he's faced previously. And you know, it, it's not breaking any new ground story wise, but I it, feel like you'd like to was, do this film as an episode. It was fun. I think I, it'd I, be fun. I definitely I like think to watch it again. I definitely like to watch it again. Yeah, I, um, I would watch it. Yeah, it was it was again, and it was one of those that was I was expecting it to be absolutely trash, and when I watched it, I thought actually I've been entertained by this a lot more yeah. than uh, than I was expecting. Yeah. So this... yeah, that's uh, that's my number five. I could have before you even watched this. I think this coming out, I would have been like, this is this is an Aiden film. He's gonna yeah. love this. <laughs> I could just tell. I mean, I think as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, oh man, that looks great. Yeah, yeah, I think you were. <laughs> And yeah, um, and it did it did disappoint. Okay, uh, my number five. I tell you what, as we're getting closer, there's a couple of films that haven't been mentioned yet, and I feel like we're getting we're gonna have the same I maybe same top the, three or same top four. I think in different orders. So. I don't think we're gonna have this. We're not gonna have the same top four, but same top three. Yeah, definitely. So number five for me was It Lives Inside. Um, oh, okay. Now I had heard about this from a bloody disgusting article a while back. Um, and again, when I mentioned, uh, yeah, Blade discussed an article a while back, and it had been in my mind for a while. And when I mentioned earlier about how, uh, was it, oh, what film was it, that hadn't really done anything new, but put put a twist on it. Uh, what film did I, was, I can't remember what film I was talking about when I said that. I said it about an hour ago into this recording. Um, this this film hasn't doesn't really do anything new. It's, a, it, it's about, basically, a demon uh, stalking uh, our main character and the main character to find a way to capture or banish this demon. Okay. Okay. So that hasn't really been that's been done before. Okay. It's it's oh Megan. I think it was Megan I was talking about. It's been done. Before. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But the thing that intrigued me with this, what was different, is that it's based around Indian mythology and folklore. Okay. And I don't Which is really definitely feel like something 
hasn't been explored. Yeah, and for... Uh, certainly not in, in Western cinema. No. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of Indian movies that are... Oh, God, yeah, probably. <laughs> they explore it, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's not, not something that comes up in Western and for the most part, about cinema. 95% of the cast are Indian, which was really cool to see as well. So it, it's simply, like I said, it's a very simple premise. Uh, our main girl, Sam, is basically from the get-go she's basically rejecting her indian culture her mum speaks i believe it, it would be hindi i believe hindi uh correct me if i'm wrong folks i'm not very familiar with any different languages in the indian culture i believe it's hindi whereas uh young girl sam speaks english she's an american the dad and the mother speak hindi but they, they still speak she still speaks indian so she's basically rejecting her culture she's a young teen living in america um however when one of uh, her best friends is acting weird at school, her old best friends are acting weird at school, it's because a demonic spirit has latched onto her. Okay. Uh, but to keep it at bay, it has to be, you have to keep it enclosed. You have to trap it in something. So she's carrying around this jar, but it's still sort right. of keeping the control of her. I've now, seen a bunch of images of her carrying a like, mason yeah, jar around. It has to okay. live inside. Otherwise, if it's out, it's just going to completely torture you and make you go absolutely it's going to make you lose your fucking mind and you can only see it in the dark it's all you can see are these little white dots in the dark and it's just something it's growling at you um so they're having a kerfuffle back and forth uh like why why are you acting so weird why what's going on by the kerfuffle what happens the jar drops smashes the demon is out the demon basically takes the best friend and uh this is where it got a bit confusing because visually this film is actually really beautiful there are some really nice shots the point where this best friend goes missing now the demon is out there's a shot close-up shot of her what looks like she's buried alive and the only light that's coming through is this red light so you think like is she is she now in a demon world oh no no that was it it was talk to me I was talking about talk to me how like it's been done before you know we have to get someone out of yeah. the demon world so I thought oh we're going down this road again okay the demon okay, has yeah, kidnapped yeah, yeah. her best friend and take... but you end up finding it's not a demon world it's just a very well lit for shooting it's like the basement of this derelict house spoiler whatever but while this friend is now reported missing this demon is now latched onto our main character and she has to throughout the film start to learn to embrace her culture and with the help of her mum, who there's a lot of back and forth, they don't get on, they embrace in the end to help to try and capture this demon and make it live inside, inside the new jar. She has to she has to capture it, basically. But like I said, it's something that's been done before. A demon kind of on your shoulder, always behind you, always there. You yep. can't get rid of it. You've got to find a way to get rid of it. But it is the Indian heritage. I just feel like if that wasn't I mean, that is, if if that wasn't there, this was American Western, fully Western. This yeah. film wouldn't. I don't think it'd be on my list. I think it would be really dull. I think it'd be boring. Okay. Um. So yeah, I, I feel like that's. I, I don't want to use. I don't. I'm kind of using that as like a way to bump it up the list. No, but I don't I think I, I don't think I've seen you, that before. I understand what you're saying. That it's it, it's doing something new, and you know, again, I think. <laughs> Uh, it was kind. Of, it was kind of. It was kind of the same sort of thing with the Winnie the Pooh one. Like, yeah. it's it's a slasher film of a type that you've seen before, but 
because it's got this such ridiculous premise that the killer is a beloved children's character, it's like yeah. it has that extra. <laughs> it's something different, and it's it's we say we say it a lot that it's increasingly difficult to try and find a different take on something big time um, in in everything, not just horror movies, in movies generally, games, all sorts of media. You know, we, we everybody says it. You know, everything's been done before. There are no new ideas. So sometimes it only takes a little thing, and you know, I know nothing about Indian mythology, so no. I'd be interested to watch this because it's something new as far as Western moviegoers, you know, on the, the for the large part, um, you know, without an Indian heritage, won't know it, you know, won't know anything about it. So it's. It, it, it's just it's a little like you say the story might not necessarily be anything groundbreaking or new mm. but it's got a little inflection there which means it it's got some extra interest so, um i don't it's, i don't think there's any any issue with that i think that's that's a good thing that's the demon i've just sent it to you it's called the the P- P- Pizak, oh okay. Pizak, and it's um you don't actually see it until the end you only right, see it in the to, you only see it in the shadows. Pictures of it. You literally only see it in the shadows, and it's white eyes. Mm-hmm. And this, if I show you this, this is behind the scenes. Really cool how they made it, the, the special effects of it. Um, oh, see, it looks a lot different in that. But uh... the the one the one not issue, but the one thing that did come to my mind because I'm a big looks fan. It's a little bit of, like Pumpkinhead. I'll tell you what it looks like. I'll tell you what it looks like. I'll tell you exactly what it looks like. It looks like the monster from Feast. <laughs> if you've ever okay. seen it. I'm a big fan of Feast. Feast, I think I've talked about Feast before. Feast is good fun. Good, gory, schlocky sl- fun. Um, oh, yeah, it does. It does look like I'm looking at it now. You're looking at the Feast, yeah. yeah <laughs> the big, the big teeth of, the front, yeah. It's like, I mean, I, arguably I'd say the creature from Feast looks a little bit more like Venom. but um, Yeah, uh, Venom as well, yeah, for sure. But yeah, there's definitely a sort of same parentage there isn't it i tell you what it actually what it reminds me of is um have you played the god of not god of war the gears of war games i played one i played number it one looks yeah like you, you, the, there's the section with the like the blind creature i think it's called like the mother or matriarch or something like that and it smashes through walls you've got to try and get it to smash through Several Matriarch. doors so you can get outside and then hit it with a like a big space. Oh, laser or I see. oh, he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. He's a big boy. Yeah, but I see. Yeah, the spikes of, and with the sort of the spikes and the yeah, sort of external yeah. exoskeleton musculature sort of stuff going on. Yeah, um, um, that's cool. Yeah, so I, I guess. I so I'm guessing it. this is like a a, a real. Like you say, it's, it's from Indian I mythology. I believe it's... it is. I believe it is. They they, they do talk about um, something called... The, the one time of the year, the, the Puja, P-U-J-A, that they... they uh, Puja, Hinduism, here we go. Um, is a worship tutorial performed by Hindus, Buddhists, and Germans to offer a de- devotional homage and prayer to one or more deities to host and honor a celebrate an event. Um... Oh, on, the, Pish, the Pishash is an infamous figure That's in Hinduism it. and Buddhism, a demonic entity that preys on negative energy. Okay, it's how it lives inside brings Hindu mm-hmm. mythology to horror. So it is, yeah. It's, a, it's uh, well, that's great. You know, there's 
there's a whole you know history of the world and various cultures and their mythologies and things like that we should be uh yeah looking a little bit looking beyond our you know oh, western yeah. european centric yeah not focus. folklore yeah um uh the puja here we go becomes a huge point of the focus for sam and her family for sam's mother uh, Puna and the Durga Puja is a big deal for the family, representing not only their faith but their Indian culture. Sam participates grudgingly. Uh, at the Puja, people pray to Durga for safety and well-being. Uh, characters adorn themselves in henna tattoos before a critical showdown. Uh, henna, henna tattoos can be used as some sort of talisman against evil, demonic spirits. Um, so it's, it's sort of like a protection sort of ceremony, I guess. I apologies to anyone who listening who knows more about this um i am very out of the loop of any of this but i found it fascinating i found it interesting and um that's why it's there because in theory i learned something i kind of didn't because i can't remember really or talk about it but i was intrigued i was it was something different yeah so uh yeah that's number five it lives inside i would recommend it it's it's not it's not terrifying it's got some scary jump it's got some good jump scares i'll give it that it's got some mm-hmm. great effects it's got great sound design that was one thing we noted down the sound design is fantastic um i would say the first half is better than the second um yeah it lives inside number five all right top four now there's three films here that i know i you haven't mentioned that i know are in my top four so go for it yeah number four well my number four is um it's a film i've mentioned recently but it's not one we've done previously in the pod it is lord of misrule yes now when you put a twitter <laughs> post of that up last night i was like i recognize this he's brought this mm-hmm. up yes i have brought it up it was uh it's oh. definitely a me film it's oh, definitely God, yeah. a me film because it is as a lot of people have uh, i mean i'm just looking at the guardian review now when it didn't review well um and it's not going to be for everyone but it is definitely for me. So this is why. And I really watch it again, watch it last night. This was my double bill yep. with Winnie the Winnie Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. So our boy Finch is back, Mr. Ralph Blood, Innocent. Bloody good lord. Um, bloody good lord. Bloody, bloody good lord. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's it's a, a very folk horror, British countryside, weird things in the woods. Um you know, creepy locals doing old magic type. It's right up my street. I can't oh, God, it yeah. enough. I mean, the poster it. alone. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's great. Um, so the, the, the premise is it's, um, the, the main characters are a couple, uh, Tuppence Middleton and Matt Stock Stoko, uh, who play the Hollands. Sorry, did you say Tuppence Middleton. Tuppence Middleton. My God, like, that's the most British name the, ever. The British, the most. Yeah, exactly. She might as well be called Mary Poppins. Um, it's a very posh name, isn't it? Uh, I can't, can't get over that. I Tuppence can't think Middleton. what else I've seen her in, actually. Down, I think maybe was she in Downton Abbey. Of course she um, was. Yeah, she was in Downton Abbey. Um, anything else big that she was in? Uh Tuppence Middleton. Not a, incredible. Not incredible. Fisherman's friends thing. I don't know. Anyway, she was she was very good. Um so her and uh Mr. Matt Stoko, uh 
apologies if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. It's S T O K O E. Yeah. Stoke Stoko Stoko. Um they yeah, they play the Hollands. So she is a vicar. Um and he's her husband. They've got a young daughter, uh, whose name I forget, which is embarrassing because she's kind of central to the plot. Yeah. Um <laughs> Okay. But, um it's it turns out that they've like they've moved to this local this local village, this small village. Um, I think people. it's I think it's meant to be Cornwall. I think it's supposed to be Cornish village. Yep. Um and the uh yeah, it, I think it's hinted out that they've been there for not quite just under a year, I think it's about ten months or so. Yep. Um there is a harvest festival which is very, you know, Wickerman esque. Oh yeah. Lots of masks and ritual and you know, they're driving the demon out of the village and there's a big procession and bonfires. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a bit drunk you know they've all had a few beers and it's all jolly good keeping our village traditions alive yep. um during the ceremony the little girl goes missing and then it's that they're, essentially they're trying to to find her which is um and you know there is hints and intimations that there is some sort of ulterior thing going on in the village and that some people might be more connected to it than others mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's not quite what it seems. So the obvious comparisons to the Wicker Man are there. Child goes missing. Yeah, yeah. People are investigating it. Um, I think it's kind of an unfair... I can totally see why it is because it's very sort of folk horror and there's, it's about a miss, people looking for a missing child. So it's got the Wicker Man like, written all over it. But I think it's kind of a lazy and unfair comparison to be, to be quite honest because... Okay. It takes without. I don't really want to give too much of it away, but no, because we want to do an episode on it. Yeah. Well, I want to do an episode, on it, but it's also it's one of those that if you if you know everything that's going on, it you know. Oh, okay, um, okay. Uh, it does it does go down a more supernatural route than the Wicker Man is like not really? a super, there's no supernatural element to that film at all, really. Um, that this this does go down a, a more darker path and supernatural route um and maybe there's some inclination that perhaps this driving the devil out of the village ritual is genuine and um yeah the the little child has been offered as a sacrifice and all this sort of stuff um, interesting but it's absolutely ralph innocent plays um Again, I think the trailer presents it that he's in sort of a Christopher Lee role as like the leader of the the cult. That's definitely um, what I got from it. Yeah, and it, it, it he he sort of is and he isn't. He's kind of a victim of circumstance, mm. um, and not in it all that much, really. Uh, really? Yeah, I mean, he's he's in it enough, and he is he does play a lead. But I, again, I think that direct comparison to like Lord Summer Island and uh, his character mm. is a is a little bit of a lazy comparison. It's not actually as clear cut as that. Um, there's lots of lots of like rural folklore imagery, like all the trees have some little poppet and fetish hanging off it. There's lots of masks on the wall and green men imagery and yeah, you know, ritual stuff happening. Um, so yeah, I really liked it. Really liked it. But I, I can, of course, you were hundred percent. It's my sort of yeah. thing. It's exactly. It's uh, your list as well. So yeah. no, that's what matters. So yeah, no, I, I and if you know, so basically, I would recommend it, especially if you like The Wicker Man, if you like Blood on Satan's Claw, 
th those sorts of the ritual um anything that's sort of like folklore british european yeah, folklore yeah. witchcraft yeah um then yeah you know you'll you'll get something out of it um and it does it does have a little bit more of a supernatural element as well um and arguably a little of a bleak ending not as quite as bleak as the wicker man but uh, again to make that comparison but um it doesn't all end all happy and smiley which i always like in a film as well so i agree yeah. i i do like it when a horror film does it we'll get to it doesn't end happy <laughs> we'll get to it because it sticks with you and i've so i've always said about martyrs it's not a happy film horror oh. horror for the most part shouldn't be happy it no, needs to be impactful so. because you'll never forget it mm -hmm. it's horror i mean which, uh, <laughs> this is why i don't like sequels so much because arguably everybody should die at the end of a horror <laughs> film like, yeah. everybody should be dead and nobody should escape because <laughs> yeah. they're the ones i like the most so nothing should have a sequel cool um okay yeah, so that's your number four i know exactly what is I think I know what your free two and I, one is. I think you probably and can. If I do get it, I'm I'm happy because you've got one higher than me. So my number four okay. is Cobweb. Okay. Yes. Okay. Which I'm going to assume is free. Mine. It, that is my number three. Yeah. Okay. Just to jump ahead there. Well, I tell you what, my number three is Thanksgiving. So mm -hmm. we could both talk about Cobweb Thanksgiving. Is out of the way. So, Cobweb, I I heard about it. It didn't really get much promotion, much marketing. Mm -hmm. I don't think over here. Um, but holy hell, that was a sleeper hit, in my opinion. I, I loved it. I genuinely really loved thought it. it was great. Yeah, I yeah. think it's fantastic. And once again, I feel like it's a Mandela effect. It's a there's something in the walls film. This has been number yeah. four with the boy. Um, I guess to a looser extent, the people under the stairs, they're kind of in the walls. Yeah. But yeah. there's something in the walls knocking. and But this does it really well. It's a very simple premise. It does do it really well. I mean, I, I'd go a little bit further because I was sort of thinking it was possibly a haunted house. Like okay. A, like a ghost thing, poltergeisty type thing. Okay. Um, until uh, until it got... I mean, I, I fairly quickly realised that actually yeah. you know, there is somebody in yeah. the walls um but yeah it, i think it plays with a couple of different genres at different points mm, mm -hmm. um yeah uh i the thing as well i did you clock there felt like a lot of references to halloween in this film it's set in holdingfield in, oh is it really it I right did, where am i uh where am i no i it's set in holdingfield um there is a, a similar bit where the kid with a pumpkin, his pumpkin gets destroyed. Mashed. Like yeah, mashed in Halloween. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't remember what else I wrote. I, 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 this is one I definitely want to do a proper a revisit on because I would happily watch this again. Um, the kid, the kids are dicks. <laughs> again, we've got another kids are dicks. I mean, I was, I was, I was waiting to get the kids. The, say the this kids when are you mentioned, absolute like, dicks. Like psychopath. Yep. Kids. Yeah. Psychopath. Psychopath. Absolute psychopath kids. So there's a point where 
the the little boy in the film is is getting bullied, isn't he? And yeah. he, he gets revenge on his bully by pushing him down the stairs, which is quite a like horrific thing to do. It it, it could have easily killed him. It could have broken his neck and whatever. Yeah. But you know, it's there's an there's an argument that it's you know kids being kids and you know they um he was ultimately standing up for himself and stuff but then there is like a revenge bit later on where this young kid with a broken leg and his cousin and his mates who are like 17 they're like they're teen they they drive in so they must be at least they're 17. ready to massacre this house they mask up and turn up and do a home invasion with baseball bats like yeah, they're, they're ready to <laughs> They're not ready to just injure. They're ready to maim like, and kill. kill him. Yeah, kill him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, oh, and and potentially his family. Oh yeah, because yeah, they yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. who's in the house with him. So as far as they're concerned, they're masked up and breaking and entering hmm. in a home invading, and will beat a small child to death. It is how it's presented. Yeah. Um, which also made me think of um, like what's the the, the one about the. Uh, the blind man. Uh, don't, don't breathe. Don't breathe. Yeah. Which made which made me think about it. it was playing with a couple of different genres. So arguably it's only a scene, but we get a little yeah. bit of that sort of home invasion, table turning stuff happening. Yeah, it's um, um it's a very simple premise as well. The film mm-hmm. because the the young boy starts to hear a knocking on his bedroom wall, um, starts to get freaked out by it, then starts to ease into it about hello someone there and it's a young girl's voice starts to communicate back and forth obviously the parents don't believe him now speaking of the parents there is instantly something wrong with the mother in instantly something wrong with both of them yeah 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 yeah. absolutely (laughs) insane yeah like creepily i mean the back garden is just pumpkins like yeah yeah the back garden's weird i mean i mean the set alone the house is deceivingly bigger inside than it is outside Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's intentional, but yeah. it's huge inside. Yeah, but the back gardens, yeah, it is the back garden is just a pumpkin patch. It looks like Tim Burton. It looks like something <laughs> like Tim Burton film, yeah. like that's... a live action, like what's the Charlie Brown pumpkin adventure type thing. It is literally just a huge suburban garden that they've just converted into a pumpkin patch, and it's implied that that's essentially all they eat. Because she makes pumpkin cakes and pumpkin soup, yeah. and they just this family just eat pumpkins. They love it. Can't get enough of it. And it is very heavy on the Halloween because it's set around yeah. Halloween time. But we also find out that there's a tragedy in the family associated with Halloween. They do so they absolutely hate it to the point where they're like switching off the lights and hiding from the trick or treaters. And it's like, why are you growing nothing but pumpkins if you hate Halloween so much? It's <laughs> it's entirely bonkers but i think it does a really good job of keeping you guessing doesn't it that's completely like you okay you know from the beginning the there's some there's something in the walls is it demonic is it is it paranormal is it someone real that they've trapped in but it does keep you guessing through okay are the parents to do with this is and because and yeah. then, then they expose what's behind the fridge because he's naughty they've got their yeah, secret cellar the down cellar. there where he then discovers the um, the sort of grate on the floor with a hole down beneath, where someone there's like a, I think the, the, he sees the bear down there. There's like a teddy bear, which we then find yeah out. that has teeth. Yeah, <laughs> just, that's one of those that like one of those fuggler dolls that has like real um, 
dentures. <laughs> those really, fish, those fish with real teeth. It's really creepy but in the dark. <laughs> we get o- over the process of the film, we start to learn that they're a big recluse of a family. They don't mm. really, they keep themselves to themselves. Yeah. Um, they. She doesn't even really like when um, his new teacher at school, who's very a very good teacher, very like wants to look after her students. She gets more involved in his his um home life and his yeah care she doesn't even like the teacher coming by really they're very no well like, yeah. that's it it's it's heavily implied isn't it that potentially that it, it might transpire that this is just like a child abuse yes. story yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well it kind and, of is yeah <laughs> and, and it kind of is oh yeah uh but in a more traditional sense i guess um for want of a better phrase yeah but yeah she she comes by to check on peter because of some drawings that he's made and and essentially the mother is like you know you're accusing me of hurting my child or or whatever Mm. and but yeah they do nothing to sort of um sway her her concern really by being the creepiest (laughs) her concerns probably are even more valid the more it goes on Uh, and actually, just on the subject, is the father is Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander yeah, in The Boys. Very... So we know full well that he's good at creepy and menacing and threatening. Like, he does a good... He can do that very well, and he does that very well in here, even without laser vision. Well, the part they do it the best, the parents, is um, our young boy's nightmare, where he wakes up and uh, oh, dad, yeah. the dad's in the corner, blinking ferociously while smiling, <laughs> but his blinking is so loud. And then we see the mother down the hallway do some sort of crazy walk. And yeah. It's, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a classic jump scare. The lights go out and she jumps out. But the thing with this jump scare, which I noted, which I really liked, is that it pauses for about one or two seconds. And then well, it you hear you. you hear some more. It's like so yeah. she runs down the corridor. And then just at the point she's at the threshold of the door, all the lights go off. But she doesn't come yeah. through. But you hear another few seconds of like... Which keeps you waiting. Footsteps. Yeah, yeah. And then really like that. Um, <laughs> there's a great shot as well uh, where because their, their main entrance hall into this house, like I said, the house inside is bigger inside than it is outside. There is a light shining from the kitchen where we've got the shadows of the parents on the stairs, and he is mm-hmm. in between them, looking at them while they're discussing what to do with them. Great shot, great shot. Um, and the thing, the whole, the whole premise about it potentially basically being about child abuse we come to find out the person in the wall is their firstborn who was born kind of mutilated like a monster that they uh-huh. basically banished to the basement yeah into this this pit in the basement who grow grew, grew up to learn how to climb walls learn how yeah. to basically be a spider in a way she's... it's kind of yeah sort of i was expecting there to be multiple limbs but there isn't but yeah she sort of climbs like bend her bones, bend her limbs. has a long very incredibly obviously uncut hair and, yeah um and is yeah essentially she she wants she and she's wants very bitter she's yeah very bitter well, because understandably <laughs> <laughs> she wants what um i need, I need to get his name what is our young kid i want to say peter danny. it's always Dan- it's oh, peter it, it's always danny it's always it's not danny. always peter little johnny little timmy peter Definitely she wants what peter. peter's got and uh, there's a key um is it the mum wears the key around her neck yeah, which opens so. the door this kind of reminded me because they go into this secret door this mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of the treehouse of horror where bart's evil twin lives in the 
and Homer has to go feed him uh, fish heads. Bucket of <laughs> so fish she's going to go feed him fish heads. Um, so yeah, uh, young girl, young girl spider escapes, and um, horror then ensues. I I was very. I was disappointed when we saw an up close. I was. That I was, was uh, goofy. They do a very good job of just hinting, like yeah. you just see a limb and like a little bit of hair sort of dragging like past the door frame and a lot of like skittering around in the background. Yeah. And yeah, it's a little bit of a letdown when you we actually don't need do to see get it. the reveal. We don't need to see it. And this is around the time, the reveal is where, around the time where our young psychopathic kids are intruding in the house. The parents are already dead. The parents have yeah. been killed by uh, the daughter. Been... No, 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 he killed no, her. No, no. Sorry, he, he killed her. He, he poisoned her. We get a, a foreshadowing at the beginning of uh, rat poison. And he, he, God bless him, he does it. He does the justice. Um, but there's a great, another great scene where the kids are in the house. And we see in the background, silently, the spider, yeah. the young girl crawling across. But it's just a shadow. And that's great. If you saw the whole, if you, it was a big light shine on it. wouldn't be as powerful. But if you see a shadow crawling across. A bit like Hereditary. When you see uh, yeah. Tony Collette sort of at the end in the in the, the top of the roof, um, yeah. All in all, solid film. I I loved it. Yeah, um, I did massively. I think it's fantastic. Um, it didn't do as well. I think it, it, it made eight million at the box office, but uh, some of the best horror films are sleeper hits. Yeah, so, I, I, everybody should check it out. I was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We. I mean, we picked it as a bit like literally it was this this past week i've been like I need to watch some 2023 films for the for the list going through and was going did eh, this one and me and my girlfriend were were looking for something so, yeah that sounds all right yeah and it was didn't look at any reviews only sort of half read the description it was like yeah okay we'll we'll give this a go and I, they're quite honestly blown away i thought it was great really yeah they did Yes, yeah, so my number three is Cobweb, um, because I like. What's it, it about, Aiden? Let's talk you. about it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, not going to repeat ourselves. Um, loved it, thought it was great. Um, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not what I expected. Text a few twists and turns, and yeah, check it out. Well, so what's your number three? Well, my number three is Thanksgiving. Which uh, we've already talked about. So we've already uh, done that yes, one as well. Yes, we have. So. And our review is here. <laughs> I want just a quick reason why it's there is because mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of that era of slashers. Um, it's not just I love the eighties. I love it's because I mean, we talked about this before. It's what you're a little bit older than me. It's what I grew up on. Yeah. Love it. It's just that time period. I love it. And mm-hmm. big Eli Roth fan. And I feel like he really delivered. And not to mention grindhouse i fucking love grindhouse yeah. so to get a real version of that i was picking shit just yeah. give us don't now and i will be oh, i'll be so happy so yeah thanksgiving was uh it was actually i was pleasantly surprised as well i kind of went in with like uh, it's an eli roth film it's gonna be like hostile the dialogue's gonna be pretty trash the character's gonna be awful pleasantly surprised all around and um we're getting a sequel. It doesn't need a sequel, but yeah, I'll give him a chance. I'll give it a chance. That, but um, he's made the same thing again. Like, yeah, y- yeah, you've got to be creative yeah. with the sequel. Got to be creative. So, yeah. So we've talked about it. Reviews there. Go check it out. Thanksgiving number three for me. Now, can I? I 
number our number two and number one are going to be the same. Easy. Okay. So our number twos. What's, what's our my num- number two? Our number two is Evil Dead Rise. It is Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah obviously. <laughs> um, we've talked at length about Evil Dead Rise again. Um, not a bad film in that franchise. Not a single no, bad film. Not about, no, 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 no. So, you know, it's it, it's a single mother, her two kids, um, and her sort of semi-estranged sister comes to stay. Yeah. Uh, there's an old, They live in an old building. It's condemned. It's going to be knocked down. There's an earthquake, which opens up a secret room, and they find a book. One of the books. It's well, a, it, it's it opens a, the vault, because that bank, the, the building the used to be a bank. Bank. Yeah. And one of the kids finds a Necronomicon in there, and you know, it's the Evil Dead. In fact, well, as a as a slight twist, it's a it's a vinyl recording because he's an aspiring DJ, isn't he? But you know, yes, the recording yes, of the book is, gets yes. played, and um, yeah, all all, all hell, hell breaks loose, loose. Basically, yeah, in the sense and, of an Evil Dead film. Yeah, the Dead Eyes uh, are back. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun, gory, quotable. Um, Incredible, you know, in, in in the same vein as the 2013 reboot, um, which nice I believe glory. we, I, I know I did, but I, I preferred the 2013 reboot. I think you, I, did you feel the same? Would you? Prefer I this? do, yeah, yeah, I do. Just, but I mean, the main letdowns for me on Rise are they don't. This is the first one that isn't set in a cabin in the woods, although we have a little pre-credit scene yeah. that is, um, which comes full circle at the end of the film. Uh, as to how that transpires but the bulk of the story is uh, an urban tower block well it's an urban apartment block yeah um and i don't think they used that enough no. i don't think they, they could have and should have made that more of a feature i think they could have done more with a slightly bigger cast albeit just a bunch more mm. demon fodder and had sort of a running battle i think the raid meets Evil Dead basically gather Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Running battle through the through the building. I think it was a little bit of a letdown there, but I mean, that's one of one of my uh I think that's the only and real nitpick I've got with it. Can't forget the open one of the best opening title crawls. Yeah. Title reveals at the beginning. Um mm-hmm. where it comes over the mountain with that ominous music. Just yeah. superb, superb. And then we get the we get a sort of new creation at the end, a new a new monster creation which we've not seen before. Where uh-huh, the three uh-huh. the three deadites join together, yeah. um, something. I mean, I'm a big fan of the franchise. And you're a big fan of the franchise. Yeah. It's nice that they can still at this point do expand on the lore, expand on the mythology of it, and and do something different. So, you know, I think it's it's sort of been accepted that there are multiple copies of the Necronomicon There's and each one is right there to a different demon. There is one there. One right there above you. <laughs> Next to my bottle of skooma. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, uh, it's good that they. It's, it's good. It's just good. It's more more of what I want. It is. And enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. And that we're. I think we too. should be thankful that it didn't get taken in another way. Where if you you think this could have been taken in another way, where um, I don't know Beth is our lead girl. Um, the sister. I can't remember what the sister's name was. But how they all become possessed in the end. This could have been taken another way where she saves them and they all become not possessed and back to normality. Yeah. No, no. No, they get put in the wood chipper. They're gone. Yeah. gone. <laughs> They're gone. Dead. There's no one you know, left to pop. And it was a bold move with kids yes. being victims and, and, and getting killed off because of it. 
I, I did think going into it that it was like, oh, they're probably all going to be fine because they're not going to they're not going to kill off the children. They absolutely do. They ki- they kill off the teens. They didn't kill the t- off the well, yeah, children. The, teens, the yeah, child, yeah. yeah. But even so, even so, I thought I didn't. I, I expected that to be to be a little bit more sanitized than it, it yeah. was, and um, and mm. it's it's the better for it. Yeah, so I think that's more than fair. Number two, um, incredible film. Uh, go check it out. Go check our review out. Our number one is without doubt another sleeper hit of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I think so. I think I, people. I feel like people are catching on with this now, yes. and it's coming up quite a lot. This is how you do an exorcism film. Or uh, let's just let's make it even more no. simplified. This is how you do a possessed film. It's I would say possession film. When Evil Lurks is easily our number one film of 2023 of horror related. Um, yes. it's incredible. It's so it, good. It, it, I think it's the only real. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is incredible. Shocking. Very definitely shocking. pushes boundaries. It builds. Um, it, it goes. It builds it an interesting goes. world. It's. Yeah, there's a lot going for this movie. The thing um, with the world to... building, it like when we say that people are possessing this film, they're they're just being given a name helps with the world building. Okay, so if you're possessing this film, you're called the Rotten. Okay, mm. exorcists are not called exorcist film; they're called cleaners. So you're really building this world where possessions are a common thing. Apparently, a thing. they're yeah. a thing. It's like it's not one little girl over here. No, this happens. No. Evil what, is around. Yeah, it's certainly nationwide. I mean, it's, it's an Argentinian film. Yes, um, it's set in Argentina, um, and it's 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 implied heavily. Impl- it's implied that it's at least nationwide, if yeah. not global. But like, you might have a problem with mice in your house and need to call out a pest controller unfortunately somebody in your family may become possessed become one of the rotten yeah and you have to get the cleaners out to to deal with them mm. um and it's it's it, again we're sort of told that like if if this happens that's it there's no there's no real exorcism there's no, no you're not getting the demon out it, it, it's like you need to be sort of contained and disposed of properly yeah. Or or it's it we're talking apocalypse or it's catastrophic world ending. Mm-hmm. It, it's like if if it's like if you did have a mouse in your house, but mm-hmm. catching it in a trap would result in a nuclear explosion <laughs> going off. It's yeah. it's basically set up like that. Like oh yeah, we need to get rid of this like now, soon and properly because if the demon, it's almost like having a demon inside you is like a gestation period, and it eventually it'll hatch. I think it's kind well, of... Well, yeah, I... that is kind of like... Because it the, the demon wants to give birth. It doesn't matter if mm. you're a male or female. It wants to give birth to basically the... I guess the devil yeah, in it, the it's real... It's like the Antichrist, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It wants to give birth to Damien in the real world mm. to, I guess, carry on its evil. Um, this film goes from the beginning. This film has mm. a setup, but with the within the setup, we are going. We're off to the races. Yeah. with our two brothers um by the way i want to say this is a film we will do a full episode on yeah i will, will happily watch this again and go into detail more with this film but two brothers Ru- Rui, no uh they're the neighbors well, i wrote it down uh pedro and jaime are the two brothers and they're they're likable 
they're really likable protagonists in this like you're really rooting for them throughout the film and especially towards the end um and right from the get-go they're trying to stop an evil there's a word is it word of mouth there's a there's a guy has someone around in the village has been possessed is in possessed yeah. he's a rotten and when they end up there they, they discover him he is oh God, he's gross he's very gross looking and um on their way they discover a body and they end up finding that it's, it's one of the cleaners the cleaner was on their way to try and dispose of this rotten um and this is so early on in the film this just just happens like like this is happening already yeah and it's it's like um like the the local village governor or something doesn't want to pay for it so Mm -hmm. they essentially do a bodge job yep and yeah it's like is, is the, the person who says that is he the farmer as well which just after this we i was find a little bit unclear as to just yeah. who was who i almost yeah. thought there was some sort of like crime element to it like mm. a, i couldn't quite work out whether he was like almost like a local cartel leader or something i, I couldn't yeah. really work out what was going on but essentially it's like you need to get rid of this now and like make it somebody else's problem um, it, it feels it feels fast, but not too fast-paced. It feels like we're going. It does dwindle a bit in the middle. It does. I, feel. I, I did feel that, but then but, it, it comes back quite yeah. strong and has easily one of the most shocking scenes. We've got to talk about that scene. The dog? It's easily, yeah. The dog. The dog. The dog. It's easily it's one of the incredible. most shocking horror scenes I've seen in a horror film for a long time. Um, how how long did it take you to go that dog's not right that dog's not right i had got a gut feeling that it was gonna happen and i was just essentially waiting for it to happen um so the evil does lurk but the the way we're talking about this dog um one of it's either pedro or jaime they are going one of them is going to his ex-wife's house where the ex-wife is living with a new partner, their kids, and one of their actual kids who is um, heavily autistic, who he's basically going there to try and save. He wants to go get his kid back. When he arrives there, after they've been to that first house with one of the rotten, and they've they've dealt with that, his clothes are a little bit covered in the blood of uh, the original rotten. Dog licks. Lick lick the dog, stroke the dog. There we go. The dog, the evil has spread. That is how quickly the, it is. the evil is in the dog, and you are—you're looking at it. You're that dog. That dog ain't right. That—I mean, it's that it's front right. and center in the frame. So the, the the in the foreground you have this dog, and it's a, it's it's like a it's like a Rottweiler. Is it? It's, it's a big dog. Yeah, it is a big it's dog. Like it's a very a big dog. <laughs> it's not the—I mean, it's not the, the sort of black and tan color, but it's um. it's that sort of size. It's that sort of—I I don't know it's that sort of size dog so we've got this big this big dog there and then this little girl and they're sort of front and center in the frame and then towards the back of the shot you can see um the husband and his ex-wife sort of having an argument yeah and well you just you're waiting for it you know what's going to happen and then all of a sudden (sighs) it goes bang and yeah grabs her head (laughs) (laughs) this girl must be portraying like, wise six 
uh, at the oldest. It's a little kid. Yeah, definitely. But like, it doesn't end there. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't, it doesn't end, end there. there. Um, but this is what we're saying, like about you know kids, kids being victims or not being victims. Like this film, it just doesn't care. It goes for it. It's like, yeah, this is happening. Bang. Um, but it's clever with it because yeah, it's this, it's bleak and horrible the way this dog grabs this kid's head. And like I say, it doesn't end there. The camera pans to the camera pans to the left where there's stairs where her old her little older brother is watching this happen with the straw. The camera then pans to the right or I, something like that, and you see the dog whacking with, with the child in the, the dog's mouth, whacking it against the oh, table yeah, legs. Yeah. But the way they get away with it is that moments later, because the evil has now spread to the girl, she's fine. She's up. Mm. She's up. She's fine. If the girl had died, I feel like be much more yeah her horrifying horror. I mean, it's still horrifying, but you know what I mean. They they kind of get away with it. They haven't killed the kid necessarily. They've gotten away with no. an attack yeah, on no, a kid. No, no. <laughs> I know, but it's still pretty visceral and oh, it's yeah brutal. It is. Um, it is. Have you seen this? The director's previous film, Terrified. No. Terrified. Yeah, it's called Terrified. So. Um, Rugner, I believe his name is Rugner. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but it's potentially uh, terrified is a prequel. <gasps> this. No, uh, I'm not 100 percent sure, and you know, if if I am wrong, by all means, uh, drop a comment and correct me. Like I've, I'm just I'm just trying to look now, and there's a couple of articles that that say it's a sequel to Terrified. Uh, but there's plenty of people that say that they're different in nature. Um, so this is what I mean. I, I've not watched it myself yet, but this is what I mean about this uh, about the world building. Is potentially yeah. there is a there there is more. No, it's it's different people. It's a different story, but it's the same world and the same uh, affliction. I mm. guess you call it the same plague or whatever you want to. Yeah, I know what you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure. I've not watched it myself yet, but uh, I, I know it's the, I know it's the same director. Terrified was, I want to say 2015. I think it was a few years ago. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm keen for that. If it, you know, even if even if it's not a true sequel or prequel or, or anything like that, I I definitely want to check that out as being from the same agreed, same agreed. director. Um, yeah, it's it's bleak it is bleak the the ending is not a happy ending and yeah it pushes boundaries with some of the some of the violence that we see yeah um and it's it's good it's it's a road movie with a zombie apocalyptic although it's not zombies it's like demons yeah so it's it's like possession remind me of wreck the sort of uh yeah, An enemy you get in wreck where they're possessed, but they're zombies, but they're not like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the idea is, and, and presumably we're so many years into this being a thing that, like, people can be quite jaded about it, and mm. it's not, you know, they don't see it as like an all con, like it's like a, a a minor an inconvenience and a problem. There are there's like a sort of police force set up to deal with it. Um, so it's and I, I like that I like that with zombie movies as an example where you get dropped into the world as it is now dealing yeah. with this problem 
Um, I don't like. I don't feel the need to always see the beginning and it all kicking off. Um, even as an opening shot, I'm quite happy to just be dropped in and it. Yeah, be... classic zombie. You don't need yeah, the origin. Like a, I don't like a Romero film, you know, yeah. Day of the Dead. Or, um, yeah, I, I'm quite happy to be dropped in with you know yeah. deserted streets and a couple of shambling corpses and definitely what what are the humans up to um so it felt it felt like that it, it was interesting an interesting premise that there is this like possession epidemic almost that has scoured argentina if not the world yeah. and but yeah the consequences being that sort of high stakes this isn't just like if you get bitten, you'll die. If you get possessed, you'll die. This is like this is for the wider. Well, I mean, <laughs> as we as we find out, like if one of the rotten goes unprocessed, undealt yeah. with, then the world will effectively end. Like it's so will, important, the the apocalypse will properly happen. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, which is is such a mind-blowing scale for the for the problem you know this is not just a few sexy teens getting off in the woods this is like global like the hell on earth if yeah. and we also learned we, you, you can't use guns you can't kill them with bullets no um, it's almost like it's almost like aggression against them is yeah. will make them more powerful and effectively like yeah it's and again, they don't explain really why. So no. you're also you're left to sort of go, well, why can't you use bullets? Or oh, because maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And again, I like it is a refreshing change not to be spoon fed Completely. every single little bit of lore and having to think about it and make educated guesses that might be right, might be wrong. But it's open to interpretation. It, yeah, it was much it was like good. the dog scene. We also get another scene I wanted to mention with. Um... Also, when you mentioned, uh, it's a kind of a mixture between the zombie uh, possessions sort of thing, where the mother, a lot of people that we meet in this film do get possessed. The evil spreads to them, and the mother does, that I mentioned earlier. But there's a scene where one of the brothers is trying to look for her um, and her son, who they had, who then she kidnapped. While he's looking for her, he finds that she's walking along a road you know what see i'm talking about oh yeah yeah yeah. and she is just snacking on his brain yeah and you're kind of left aghast as to what it what is happening just what is happening because are they possessed are they possessed and then they get turned into zombies and just have yeah, no they just want to eat meat like what is going on it's unclear and vague and the more terrifying because of it yeah like, because you don't know and you see the bleakness in our main characters mm-hmm. where they're just they're getting more distraught and beat down emotionally they they don't they don't know what to do they don't know how to mm-hmm. and that ends it ends not tremendously but horrifically like that where he's so beat down um, it just given up. Yeah, it's just They've like, given up. Just, yeah, just whatever. Just yeah. It, it reminded me of um, last year when Barbarian was my number one film of lo- mm-hmm. last year, twenty twenty two. Because again, that kind of came out of nowhere and it felt fresh. Yeah, this felt fresh, but it also mm-hmm. this felt as bleak. Not maybe as bleak, but bleak like Speak No Evil. The same year, Speak No Evil was on my list as well. I'm, I think I think over the years I'm I'm leaning towards more bleak films like this where there is no hope. Yeah, I mean, it's, 
it, it just I don't think there's enough of it. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think we've got we've got so many horror films. Film films generally, you know, people like happy ending, but yeah. horror films with horror films in particular, the killer's gonna get defeated and alright, it might come back for half a dozen or more sequels. But ultimately, you know, somebody's getting out of there alive. Yeah. It, it's gonna be, you know, good will triumph over evil ultimately. Yeah. And there's definitely a place for that, but I think we've seen that, uh, 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 you know, this many times as opposed yep. to the bleak endings being down here. I, I just, I think there's room for a lot more. Like, I mean, I, take it in the t- take twists and turns. Give us something different. Yeah. I mean, I, it is something different. I noticed this when I, well, when I went to see Godzilla minus one, right. I saw the Aquaman trailer. Okay, now I've been out of the superhero game for a long time. I finished the End Game, but for me, the Marvel thing was all about the long story. I liked the Thanos story in the Infinity Gauntlet. I read the comics. I liked that. Yeah. And now I, I don't really care. But you look at the Aquaman trailer. I couldn't give a shit. And no. the trailer is, oh, I'm back, and then the music goes deep, and we've got this villain. And I'm like, okay, but he's gonna win in the end, isn't he? The Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. I said, why? Why do I care? Why do I care Aquaman's about this? Win. Why do I yeah. care? I don't care. Unless you, it does get killed off. Then, okay, that's interesting. But they wouldn't do it for a franchise like that. So yeah. I don't care. And it's the same with um, Star Wars, where they, they're filling in the gaps of all these shows. There's no stakes. Why do I... I don't care about Obi-Wan because yeah. I know what happens to him. I, I don't yeah. care. I, he doesn't die. He does, nothing bad happens. I don't care. So Just have some more adventures. Yeah. It's, mm. be, be be a bit adventurous with these, these stories. Um, this does not need a sequel this does not need this i do not want a sequel to this not a direct sequel but i'd happily take something else with the same in the same world i'd take so another elsewhere. story yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. okay i so don't can... i don't want to i don't want to come back to these characters and see what happens yes. but it'd be i i, I want to see more from the so come back to it in like 30 set me give me a film set 30 years mm. after this one to see what state the world is in with what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could elaborate on the give, cleaners, elaborate on what different rotten or how possession give, works. Yeah, give, give me another. I, I want to see. I'm I'm intrigued. I think they've they've built an interesting world. I think there's yeah. there's more to be explored and uh, explained. Like I say, I don't want to be spoon-fed it all in one movie, but drip-feed it me out of a, a couple more movies, a couple more stories. Mm-hmm. Um, You know... See, see what happens. I'd, I don't want to see the same characters again, but I'd happily see something else in this world with this premise. This has a ninety-seven percent tomato score and eighty-one percent audience score. Now, I don't want to say that says it all because Rotten Tomatoes isn't the be-all end-all, but that's pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. And IMDb, we're looking at a seven out of ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I could not recommend this film anymore, yeah. and it's it's hard to do that with a lot of modern horrors these days. But nothing beats this from last year in horror. No, nothing. No, it's no, no. Superb, not. and I'm so glad I didn't know much about it. I was just, yeah. I, I I wanted to watch it because I was like, <laughs> oh, I've heard heard a lot of praise about this film. Let's just give it a go, and it delivers. Yeah, so definitely. Much. I think I think when you said to me is like, oh, I've just watched this film of the year check it out yeah and that's as much as you said so i went into it blind i didn't bother me it was like yeah all right if tom says it's good it's probably gonna be all right 
I'll stick it on. And yeah, I was I think afterwards I was like, oh my god. You're like, still you're still always wary though when a friend says that to you like, oh my god, it's the best, it's the best, it's the best. Because okay, it, I'm aware we it... do have different tastes. Of course, when it yeah. Comes to stuff, but but ultimately I feel you know what you're talking about, and you know you you can. I try. You'd you wouldn't recommend me something that I definitely think is trash. No, I think no. you'd might recommend me something that I go, mm, it's not my cup of tea, but I can see it's a decent film. Yep. Um, yeah. So you know, I wouldn't like. Yeah, it is always a little bit. You've got to be a little bit wary when somebody recommends you a movie. But I would. Uh, yeah. You know, I'd always. I'd always look into more something that you recommended more. Um, so I was like, yeah, cool, I'll check it out. And I watched it, I think. It might have even been the same night or a couple of nights later. It wasn't it was far too, off, yeah. It wasn't far after. And I was like, I am so glad. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm so glad I actually did watch this and pay attention. Because, like, yeah, brilliant. So I it recommended was, it to uh, a friend and um, same sort of thing. She would be like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I'll watch it, maybe. She watched it, and I got WhatsApp voice messages going, the fucking dog, Tom. The dog, the dog. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, the dog. Yep. I kind of feel like you should see it coming. I mean, I really do feel like... Well, you, you do see, it, see coming. it coming, but you don't see that. You don't. But, you wouldn't but, believe that's but, coming. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, definitely check it out. Film of 2023. When a dreadcast loves. recommend dreadcast approved yep 2023 film of 2023 when evil lurks so there we go there we go folks there we go. that's a long one um but that was fun it was, was good fun. fun because i'm i'm really think... glad we had different opinions on i figured we would i think i mean apart like I say apart from the the top two or three yeah um i thought we'd be quite different for the bulk of the list than we were and i would deliberately watch some different films than some of the ones that i knew you you'd seen as well to to push that well, um, I mean, yeah out no. of the new ones out of the top let's say three or four i know thanksgiving wasn't in your top four but let's say when evil lurks and cobweb two fresh ideas yeah and couldn't recommend them more mm, definitely um, yeah. definitely definitely very good hey hell of a year it was a good year for horror same was 2022 um mm -hmm. hopefully um, i don't think anything is out right now horror wise but um obviously terrifier terrifier free big big free. big one to look into this year um another vhs um oh god what else is coming out this year i'm just having a quick look and for some reason it's it's mainly thrown video games at me don't know why um maxine we've got maxine we've got nosferatu looking forward to that new robert eggers film Winnie oh yeah Pooh 2 that's um, got to be fairly soon hasn't it oh the, there's there's the nosferatu i feel no. like we've seen a nosferatu's december oh okay yeah. i feel like we've seen a lot of that just at the minute alien romulus Oh god! There's also the first omen, the omen there's prequel. There's also the first omen. Oh, I was gonna no! That as well. I think there's a Strangers prequel there as well. Yeah. Oh, there's a new Strangers uh, trilogy coming out. Winnie the Pooh, Blood yeah. and Honey two, <laughs> Beetlejuice two. Yeah. Getting this year. Nothing really mega standing out. Um, I mean, there's again another quiet place. Arguably not really horror, but Blade. Well, that no, that's not that's not even. That's in hell. That's in production I hell. I think for some, I've definitely searched for horror movies, and it's literally just showing me everything. But uh, 
Oh, well, that gives us more absolute bollocks to watch from our coffin. <laughs> it, it does indeed. George, what's this? George A. Romero's Resident Evil. Um, Is that the documentary? Because he always wanted to... He was always going to make a Resident Evil film. A documentary that brings to light yeah, the vision yeah, yeah, yeah. that George Romero had for an adaptation of so. Resident Evil. Oh, okay. Didn't know about that. That's interesting. The Jack in the Box rises. <laughs> Ted looks like some sort of... That, I mean, that looks like an Amazon. Um, yeah, of course it is. Bottom of the barrel scraper. Handling the undead, whatever that is. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll, well, we'll nothing see. as of now. So we've got a, plenty of time to catch up on some old ones and some B-movies and some, yeah. uh, some good stuff. So that is our list Excellent. of 2023. We finally did it. We're out there. Now we're back to back to normal scheduling programming next week with Le Advent Calendar. Advent. Oh yes, our pre-Christmas yeah, one, which I'm still post, post-Christmas, post-Christmas, pre-Christmas. Yeah, and it's it, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. That's be good. Uh, that's it. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> yeah, all that jazz. It's still too, yeah. too late to say that. I don't know. No, um, we'll see you in the next year, New Year. <laughs> I hate New Year. Um. Yeah. You can. Yeah. S- where can you send an email if you'd like to say if you've made it this far and you're still listening? Where can you send an email? I mean, yeah. If you've made it this far and you are still listening, you should absolutely, definitely send us an email. What was your favorite um, film of last year? It's you can send an email to the Dreadcast Podcast at gmail dot com. That's right. And you can find this podcast and all other content on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Podbean, YouTube, Amazon. All by searching the Dreadcast and the social medias at the underscore Dreadcast on the Instagram, the Twitter, and the TikTok. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's get the hell out of here. So, until next time, folks, um, go watch When Evil Lurks. There we go. Yeah. That's the way to win this. Bye. Bye.